1170. The Answer. San Diego. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Show. It is Thursday evening, throwback Thursday, although I don't know exactly what we're throwing back to. Feel, feel free to out there on Facebook Live if you're watching on Facebook Live. You can throw whatever you want up there on the on the Facebook thread. And, you know, when Facebook first started, I mean, Throwback Thursday was like everybody was posting pictures of themselves from when they were like in kindergarten or whatever on Throwback Thursday, which was super fun. People don't do that much anymore. Um, but feel free to be a part of the show in whatever way you would like to do so. Keep those conversations uh, rolling on Facebook Live. Got to give a shout-out real quick. To, to some, got quite a few people in there tonight. Hey, Jim Rash and David Franson and I see Tim Nickerson and uh, Derek and Michael Peters and my girl Marion from New York City is joining. Thanks out there for everybody watching. Hey, who wants to call in tonight? The question of the day is, you know, it feels like Christmas Eve, literally, because we're waiting for Santa to arrive and deliver the memo. I don't know if he's going to do it via a chimney or in a stocking. We got a stocking stuffer coming in the, in a four page memo tomorrow. Uh, a lot of people are still, you know, last week, some people were saying, you know, watch the, you know, we got to manage the expectations, tamp it down. But then Monday rolls around and after Christopher Ray goes and sees it on Sunday, suddenly McCabe is out and people are like, well, whoa, this thing must really be serious. Um, but that now all of a sudden we're back to the night before this thing is being released. We're seeing a multitude of different things happening, different narratives being pushed out. I'm curious if you guys think it's being overhyped. Uh, the phone lines will be open tonight, 888-344-1170. Uh, we're going to be talking about this memo tonight. I got two amazing guests coming on the show tonight. Uh, first and foremost, in the in the second block, we've got former Congressman J.D. Hayworth, who's going to be here. I cannot wait to hear what J.D. has to say about the memo, about the way the Republican Party have handled uh, the memo and its contents and what he thinks is going to happen next and whether or not he thinks it's overhyped. And then my girl Megan Barth, Reagan Babe, is going to be here in the second half of the show talking about uh, the memo. Also, she was in Washington, D.C. for the State of the Union address, and people are still talking about that and how historic it was and the Democrats' response. Um, I'll tell you guys a little bit of you know what where I'm at with this memo. Uh, I feel as though... I'm kind of questioning why there was a process that needed to happen with this memo in order for it to be released. The Republican Party, you know, followed that process and voted on it to get it released. What I'm seeing now is what concerns me is that the Republican Party are back in the mode of playing defense. This thing was voted on, what, Monday or Tuesday, and it's now Thursday night, and we still haven't seen the memo. That's why you've got people questioning whether or not it's overhyped. Anytime you have a vacuum, anytime you you people don't have answers to something, they're going to start creating their own answers. And in, by the Republican Party announcing that they had this memo well in advance of any vote on it, 
uh, then voting on it, then waiting days now to decide whether or not to release it, and then waiting even longer to release it, and then deciding to release it on a Friday, which is typically a document dump day, in which that's the day you release stuff you want to bury. You don't have something that's supposed to be as bigger than Watergate, and you're going to dump it on a Friday afternoon? That doesn't make sense to me. Now what we've got happening is we've got Ryan and others coming out and having to defend what's in the memo and defend this and defend that, and the Republicans are back playing defense. And I don't understand why. Because we know that we have the facts on our side here. The reason why the Democrats and the FBI themselves have fought so hard to keep the contents of that memo and what's been going on from the American people is because they know the corruption that's happened. The Republicans are on the right side here. We have the facts here. So why are the Republicans playing weak again and going weak and playing defense mode? And anytime you do that, you're losing. Anytime you're having to defend yourself, and Paul Ryan made a critical mistake today when he came out and he said, this is not an attack on the FBI. Nobody's attacking the systems here. This is just about a few people here or just about a Pfizer warrant. Wrong, Ryan. Wrong. The reason why the Democrats are pushing back and don't want it released, the reason why the FBI and Rosenstein went and begged to not have it released is because we have the very foundations of our nation have been corrupted And the American people have a right to know. Don't try to minimize it by playing defense. No. Come out and be strong. The, the, the left is, the Democrats are defending it because they have completely weaponized and corrupted an entire agency. And I'm not believing it's just a couple of rogue people at the top. The left is always going to defend systems. This, the, the, and, and I heard a really smart caller on, on Hannity today, some Midwestern gal saying, hey, wait a second. Why would the, de- the, de- this is actually the Republicans releasing something that's against the FBI. So why are the Democrats defending an agency that's not even really about them? Well, that's an excellent question. The reason why why the Democrats are is not just because the FBI was covering up their girl Hill and not just the FBI in, in terms of collusion with the Democrat Party and and you know, spying on an opposition party, but because the left is always going to defend big government and they're always going to defend the denial of individual freedoms of the American people. They're all about the big government. And that's one reason why they defend it. And it's one reason why the Republican Party needs to be doing everything that they can. It's, it's disturbing. And where is Sessions in all of this? Why have we not heard from Jeff, Sess- Jeff Sessions? The Republican Party is absolutely in the right here. They are doing the right thing for oversight. What they're doing wrong, in my opinion, I'm curious to see what you guys have to say about it. I, I think that the way they've handled the release of it. Is a, is a misstep because they're back on their heels now. We, we, I'm even hearing Republicans or supposed Republicans now saying that it's a distraction. Now having now because they're feeling defensive, coming out and saying, "Well, no, you know, it's really not going to. It's not meant to." Either either they're attacking President Trump and saying that it's a distraction from the Mueller investigation, or you got Paul Ryan coming out and others and saying it's not necessarily going to stop the Mueller investigation. What? You supposedly know what we're supposedly about to find out is confirmation that on the basis of lies paid for by Hillary Clinton and the Democrat Party, an illegal surveillance was put forth on on American citizens. That was the entire basis for the Mueller investigation. And you're already telling the American people that the Mueller investigation is going to continue before we've even had a chance to see it. That's a grave misstep. 
We're going to take a break. and we come back, I'm going to talk to Congressman, uh, former Congressman J.D. Hayworth and, and pick his brain a little bit and see if he thinks I'm wrong about this and, and just touch base with him on the memo as well as uh, we got the midterm elections this year. Stay tuned. we got J.D. Hayworth coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Many of us know high school today is not the same as high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are. For students to discover their gifts and talents to excel and be all they can be, I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. The number one myth with a reverse mortgage is that you can't keep your home. Hi, I'm Michelle Cole, and I'm here to tell you that is absolutely false. You can keep and stay in the home you love with better cash flow and maintain the lifestyle of your choice. If you or someone you love is over the age of 62, call me today at 858-344-5998 and I'll use my 30 plus years experience in lending to see if a customized reverse mortgage is the right solution for you. I'll even pay your appraisal fee. That's 858-344-5998, 858-344-5998. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's avariasco.com. Dennis Prager here for My Hearing Centers, talking about their latest technology, Signia NX. My Hearing Centers is looking for people to test drive the best-sounding, most convenient hearing aids ever. Using revolutionary dual processors, Signia NX has the most advanced soundscape processing in the industry, giving you superior speech understanding, especially in noise. To participate, you must call 619-822-2686. If you or a loved one is having difficulty hearing, or if understanding speech is becoming difficult, you are needed to try these innovative devices. Schedule an appointment today and you'll be given the opportunity to try this first ever natural sounding new technology right in the My Hearing Center's office. Try before you buy. What a great concept exclusively at My Hearing Centers. Call and book your free hearing evaluation and free trial in one of their many convenient locations with absolutely no fee or commitment. Don't wait. Call 619-822-2686. That's 619-822-2686. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. 
Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you all here with me. The phones are already ringing. People want to chime in about this memo. It's like Christmas Eve in America, at least for us conservatives. Wait to see what Santa's going to drop down a chimney tonight or in the stocking. Um, people also chime in because they want to pose some questions to my next guest. I'm like, well, whose show is it? This is the Andrea K. Show, babies. But uh, do feel free to post questions uh, on the Facebook thread or even call in, and, and maybe I can pose them for you here. Um, but it is my honor to have with me on the show for the first time, former Congressman J.D. Hayworth. Hey, J.D., welcome to the show. Andrea, it is so nice of you to reciprocate for my uh, time on television. You are a frequent guest. But unlike you, with that beautiful visage for television, I have more of a face for radio. It all works out. (laughs) No, actually, I thought you were amazing on Newsmax. And when I heard that you were were leaving there, I was hoping it was because you was going to be throwing your hat in a ring. Is that true? No, no, not. uh, We don't contemplate any campaign uh, in the immediate future. Uh, Proud to support Dr. Kelly Ward uh, to succeed Jeff Flake in the United States Senate. Uh, But I'm enough of a political animal, Andrea, to never say never. Uh, I would never say that, oh, I'll never run again because I don't know what the future holds, but I'm not trying to be coy. Uh, In the year uh, 2018, Mm-hmm. Uh, barring cataclysm, uh, I am not going to be a candidate. Well, first things first. Let's. Uh, w- I hope that you help to melt that flake out there in Arizona. That snowflake. I mean, the the uh, the oh, gala- I, did, I tell you what's great about what? it. I appeared on uh, Fox and Friends one morning, and uh, the question was posed to me: What is uh, Senator Flake's relationship with the president? I said it's non-existent. Flake is toxic because his. Uh, his approval rating is down at 18 percent. He's just toxic. And so less than 30 minutes later, there is a presidential tweet. Senator Jeff Flake, he's toxic. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's awesome. Well, and did, and did he really think he was going to he was going to help his his case flake by coming out on the on the floor and, and accusing Trump of being like Stalin? I mean, he's that he's crazy. Hey, no, you got to understand the whole thing has changed now since he's quit. Mm-hmm. He's lining up for a gig at MSNBC oh, or uh, or a CNN. Right. And oh. so he goes out and does these pronouncements comparing the president mm-hmm. to Stalin because he knows that gets him in well with the uh, with the talent assessors at the aforementioned leftist networks, MSNBC and CNN. And don't forget, Flake is enough. I mean, uh, look, I've known this guy for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, usually when people say, oh, that guy's a narcissist, I go, I go, yeah, <laughs> you know, because all of us in politics have a fair dose of narcissism. But this guy is nuts. I don't know if you remember Gosh, I guess it was about a decade ago. He had his staff put out pictures of himself. He had gone to some abandoned South Sea Island, just he himself, his tripod and his camera uh, uh, timer. And he took all these cheesecake photos of himself and then had his staff release them. It's the only I will grant him this. Most of the other members of Congress who were involved in self-photography ended up in scandal. He just ended up in a different kind of shame because he's such an open borders pimp. Uh, and such an anti-Trump Republican. Right. Well, you know, it sounds like it's all part of a of a package he was putting together to audition for MSNBC from his selfies that he took on yeah, the he's, island he's, to, he's you know, got, his, he's got his as as we say in the business, he's got his sizzle reel. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we'll exactly. see what, what that does. 
Well, speaking of sizzle, there's all kinds of sizzle. If you're just tuning in, by the way, this is the Andrea K. Show, and I'm talking to the one and only former Congressman J.D. Hayworth. It, the sizzle about the memo. Um, people, you know, we last week we had some people saying tamping down expectations. This really isn't going to be as groundbreaking, proving that that we've got a worse than Watergate situation. And then, lo and behold, come Monday, McCabe is out after Christopher Ray dragged his feet until he couldn't anymore, and actually went and looked at the memo. And then people are like, "Whoa, maybe there is something in it." Now, four days later, we still haven't seen the memo. People from the White House are coming out and saying, "Well, you know, trying to tamp down expectations." Paul Ryan is playing defense. Meanwhile, Nunez and, and uh, Matt Gatz, uh, you know, are saying this is wait, this is the real deal. We have evidence that is coming out to prove that we have have tyranny going on in our government with our top law enforcement agency. That I mean, I think we can all guess at this point what the allegations are in the memo that you know on fraudulent means there were surveillance and spying of American citizens in an attempt to uh, you know affect the outcome of an election and then you know impeach a sitting president. What is your take on the memo? Do you think it's been overhyped? What do you think about all this? No, no. Let, let, let's let's just we need to uh, to take a look and and get away from the hype and uh, the counter yawn that is going to come. What you what you have to understand tomorrow is, and um, let me uh, let me offer a rhetorical tip of the cap to Jed Babbitt. He is the guy who I heard say this, and I don't want to be like Joe Biden and steal another uh, another pundit's <laughs> line. Uh, Jed Babin years ago observed that annually the largest in-kind contributor to the Democrat Party is the Washington Press Corps. Mm-hmm. And and if you notice the uh, the level of feigned disinterest in this from the Alphabet Networks, the New York Times, uh, the Washington Post is extraordinary. The same Washington Post that felt so threatened by the Trump administration to offer uh, a new motto under its masthead, democracy dies in darkness. Mm -hmm. Uh, We might offer something along the lines that uh, a republic unravels. uh, We'll have to think of all the obligatory alliteration. Uh, Maybe that's a contest you could have for your listeners. (laughs) But, uh, but, But what's going on here now is partisan counterattack to try and do everything they can to avoid the central focus, which is this. And let me offer a little amendment to the second portion of what you said, because, yes, it is horrific when innocent American citizens under false uh, pretense or false evidence uh, are are targets of domestic spying. Mm -hmm. But what is incredibly outrageous is that the previous administration apparently utilized trumped-up false information to grant FISA warrants against, first, a major party presidential candidate, and then the president-elect. Yes. And that is because because Mr. Trump defied all expectations in, in that historic victory. And so that is what I think we are going to see, but understand the reflexive um, response from nine out of ten uh, members of the Washington Press Corps will be so. This, yeah. this is this is not a big story. Remember the Clinton. Remember the Clinton response to all the rele- the revelations about his perjury and uh, uh, sexual uh, advances yeah. to an intern. Yeah. it's old news. You're not telling us it. So so get ready for a predictable response. But 
fair-minded Americans, if they look past uh, the alphabet networks and their cable cousins and the predictable newspapers, fair-minded Americans, I believe, are going to find this incredibly disturbing. But it is not going to be a huge revelation because we have suspected it sadly, for some time. Well, do, you, how, do you think it might have been a, a little bit more? I'm wondering how much more play or how much more dramatic effect it might have if it had been released more quickly and th- th- a vacuum has kind of been created over the past few days uh, You know, in, a, in anticipation of it. There's been enough time given to the left for them to craft narratives of this is the plot to stop Mueller. I'm even hearing Republican pundits now saying this is a distraction from the Mueller investigation. And I'm wondering if the Republicans shouldn't have just on Monday, this or as soon as they vote to release it, just to release it right then. Why do you know why drag their their heels for four days? And well, because again, there is always remember the and I forget who coined this phrase, but uh, the saying has been Republicans were put on this planet for two things: to protect the country in terms of a strong defense, and to build up the economy by cutting taxes. The the. Yeah. That was the assessment years ago, mm-hmm. I guess, in the Reagan era. And it's true. But the fact is, Republicans, and, and I think it's born of a noble impulse, all the things the Democrats are projecting on the GOP right now, they, they don't care about law enforcement. They don't care about national security. Well, mm-hmm. we see that, obviously, uh, Republicans do care to the point where they sacrificed yeah. political advantage even to what was it last night or today, allowing the FBI to go through and take yet another look at the memo. Yeah, and then what ends up happening is the memo says, well, we want you to make these little changes here and there. Nunes makes the changes, and now the allegation is, now Nancy Pelosi's coming out and saying Nunes needs to be taken off the, you know, uh, because (laughs) he made made alterations. But he made alterations because that's what the FBI said they they wanted. Not not only the FBI, it's what the Democrats voted for in committee. Look, you've got to understand. And and one of, if if people don't understand that elections have consequences, Exhibit A would be Adam Schiff, because sadly he took the place of a guts up great man who is now a judge uh, up uh, up the five from you in uh, Orange County, my friend Jim Rogan, mm-hmm. one of the impeachment managers, and Jim Rogan has more integrity in in the pinky fingernail that he just manicured than Adam Schiff can find in his entire pencil neck per- personage. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, you know, pencil neck personage. That was fabulous. Go on. Well, Scott Johnson, <laughs> let me give him some credit at Powerline. Uh, when, when he talks about Schiff and the whole Democrat memo, which, by the way, you can't put out before the entire House can view it. That's part of the rules. Uh, but um, but what Scott Johnson wrote at Powerline, I have to quote about Adam Schiff. He writes, and I, and I quote, I thought Schiff must be downplaying and omitting the relevant facts. He is a smug liar with the most punchable face in the United States. <laughs> now, I don't advocate anybody taking taking physical action against uh, against Adam Schiff other than going in to vote and pulling the lever for another candidate right 2018 but of course Lee Zeldin went to the floor uh, the a Republican member of the House Intelligence Committee 
responded to Schiff, but nobody covered what what Lee Zeldin had to say uh, because it was on the floor unless you're watching C-SPAN. Right. And, uh, you know, it's just it's so false. Let, Let me take you back to another example. When I first was going into the House, even before I'd been sworn in, my colleagues in that historic class of 1994, the first Republican majority in 40 years, my fellow class members voted me one of the, to be one of the freshman representatives to leadership on the Steering and Policy Committee. Okay. Well, first, first time in 40 years, you know, committee ratios have to change because there's a new majority. We get a call from Dick Gephardt and Kweezy and Fume saying, hey, look, we'll, can you get some of your freshmen to take three committee assignments so we have so few freshmen. I think we had like 54, and they had like uh, 11 or 12 uh, coming in so that our guys can actually have committee assignments. So we did that, but even cooperating with them, they went out and had a press conference about how outrageous it was, how unfair the new majority was. Wow. After we had acceded behind the scenes to their demands. Yep. So people just need to understand this is not exaggeration. This is not hyperventilation. I have been there. I have fought the battles. And sadly, for the left, it is first, last, and always politics. Well, that and that leads me to to another question Um, in terms of going into the midterms. I, I said the other night before the State of the Union address, I get it if Trump wants to push a bipartisan unity message, which I thought he brilliantly did, in order to pin the Democrats into a corner and expose them for the liars and the hypocrites that they are. But I'm concerned about any genuine attempt to try to negotiate with them, because with them, it, there is no such thing as compromise. They they don't play – they play dirty. It's it, – they're it, – there, um, you can't compromise. Well, they, you can't they, negotiate they, they, they with terrorists. And and why would we yeah. try to? Neg- they need to be marginalized and defeated. We don't. We can't meet. You can't meet with somebody halfway who's a socialist and wants to destroy this country. Why are we not just going to getting rid of the filibuster and going nuclear and getting through everything that we need to get done? Well, there, there's so much going on, Andrea, that, that I have to tell you. And I, and I think conservatives need need to just kind of slow down, and take a deep breath on this thing. Number one, I just, speaking as a citizen and as a former member of Congress and a supporter of the president, people always tell me the president is playing four-dimensional chess or whatever. Mm -hmm. Look, stick to your knitting. Do basic things. (laughs) Satisfy your base. Do the right thing. And then by doing what we're doing on the economy, the independent voters will come to our side. But what I see, and I just have to confess this, this this notion that you're going to outflank the Democrats, that you're going to offer a super amnesty, and I'm sad to say that this is what the president offered the other night. Yeah. This is what the Senate bill is. Uh, by some estimates, not three times the number of illegals, and I'm not going to use the term dreamers, I use the term schemers. Schemers, Because yeah. really, that's what's going on. You have anywhere between three times to six times the number of schemers that Obama was letting in with his unconstitutional act, and you don't have the border enforcement for at least another decade, if not longer. Yeah. And then today you had the spectacle of John Thune standing up at the retreat saying, well, you know, maybe all we can get is, is the Dreamers and uh, a bit of border security. Yeah. Growing out the immigration reform that needs to take place. 
Yeah. Now, do you, do you wonder why uh, when when you hear a, def, a defeatist thing like a, like John Thune, and I realize South Dakota is nowhere close to the southern border. It's not like California and Arizona. But to go ahead and and cave on two of those issues, I, I hesitate to say this because given the rapidly growing Democrat population of the sanctuary state of California, what's going to stop Schumer and Pelosi from doubling back going, you know, we'll take that deal. Yeah. And here's why they'll take it. They've gotten the voter projections. They realize by by giving these people a path to citizenship, there will be Democrat majorities in my home state of Arizona and in my native state of North Carolina and the neighboring state of South Carolina. And it puts Texas on a fast track yep. to, to go Democrat. And I just want to tell you, pay attention to Texas. Uh, yeah. Because Beto O'Rourke has outraised Ted Cruz the the last two fundraising quarters. Yeah. So I, I'm going to tell you, you know, it, it just people need to stop and think. And I'm just sorry to see this notion that oh, we're going to prove how bad the Democrats are on immigration. We're going to quote call their bluff. This, yeah. this, this ain't poker. This yeah. is the future of the country. Yeah, we and need this to is do where I have to respectfully part company with the president and uh, and and members of the Senate, certainly. Right. And unfortunately, a good chunk of the House on this. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I'm going to have to part ways with you right now, J.D. And I'm glad we had a chance to work <laughs> immigration into the into discussion, because that was one of the things that people wanted to hear from you tonight. And, you know, if they're if they're thinking they need to cave because the midterms, they need to understand that the, the quickest way for the Republican Party to lose is to fail to fulfill their campaign promises. And President Trump was elected to seal the border and to stop uh, the sanctuary cities and stop this uh, amnesty uh, just as part of of his campaign. So I, I agree with you there. Uh, J.D., thanks so much for being here. Are you blogging? Um, you know, how can people see more of you? Well, I tell you what, uh, when, when I have the changes in place, I will come back on and announce them and put them at the appropriate spots uh, on, on Facebook and on LinkedIn okay. and other sources. Awesome. But right now, uh, all I can offer is stay tuned. Oh, well, very stay good. And I'll get back to the info. Well, uh, we, to you. well we will take it. And, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to get to some questions that some people had wanted to pose to you, but I had to, st- I had to keep. So those of you out there that had questions for J.D., we'll get J.D. back. And I promise you, we'll I get to you. I look forward to we'll coming to back, you. Andrea, and All I'll right. answer those questions. Save them for me. I will. Okay? All right. Thanks so much. All right, uh, stay tuned, everybody, because we got coming up. We got your favorite Reagan babe, Megan Barth's going to be here. Don't go anywhere. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. If you don't have an estate plan, then the state, not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience, but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444. 
The number one myth with a reverse mortgage is that you can't keep your home. Hi, I'm Michelle Cole, and I'm here to tell you that is absolutely false. You can keep and stay in the home you love with better cash flow and maintain the lifestyle of your choice. If you or someone you love is over the age of 62, call me today at 858-344-5998 and I'll use my 30 plus years experience in lending to see if a customized reverse mortgage is the right solution for you. I'll even pay your appraisal fee. That's 858-344-5998, 858-344-5998. What if the only way you had to feed your family was stolen from you by a cruel disease? For the farmer whose hands are now useless, leprosy is a cruel thief. Leprosy's power to cripple, disfigure, and shame is as strong as it's ever been. But American Leprosy Missions is working to change this, and you can help. You can stop leprosy. Right now, you have an incredible opportunity to help and heal children who are suffering. Because it costs only $90 to cure leprosy in three people, you can be the source of their healing. Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. Give now to help those suffering with leprosy. Call American Leprosy Missions right now, 800-443-0838, 800-443-0838. That's 800-443-0838. Or give online at StopLeprosyNow.com. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. President Trump's opening words of his State of the Union address were his entire message, quote, a clear vision, a righteous mission. The speech was 100% pure Trump because he was first and remains primarily a builder, first of towers, then of a television show, then of the most unorthodox campaign in American history, now of a presidency of concrete achievement. Like any builder, he touches up the obvious cracks, the unnecessary and off-putting cruelty and the harsh attacks, and then he sells the best features. He's building his record and he's patching it up as he goes. So in this very big, very crucial speech, the big themes were immigrants and building, integration of new communities, the dreamers, intervention in the lives of the addicted and the infrastructure everywhere, for everyone, upbeat stuff, big picture stories, wonderful, inspiring narratives, good stuff. Keep it up, Mr. President. Put away the division. Keep that building going. This is Hugh Hewitt. Nestled in the heart of Rancho Santa Fe, just a few miles from the Pacific Ocean and easily accessible from both the 5 and 15 freeways, Horizon Prep has been offering a private Christian education in the classical tradition for nearly two decades. Beginning with our award-winning preschool and continuing through our nationally recognized high school, Horizon Prep has recaptured the educational principles that have shaped Western civilization and produced some of the world's most influential thinkers. If you would like to come and see our beautiful 30-acre campus and experience how a Christ-centered classical education prepares students to perform at levels far exceeding national standards, plan to attend an upcoming admissions open house or schedule a tour today and discover for yourself what makes Horizon Prep the premier choice for private education in San Diego. Start your journey at horizonprep.org. That's horizonprep.org. Or by phone at 858-756-5599. 858-756-5599. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. 
I really wish Facebook Live wouldn't shut me down from playing some of my favorite bumper music because I could be playing some some really cool like sister songs because I got my sister Regan Bay Megan Barth with me. Hey, what's your hey hey Megan? Welcome back to the show. Hey Andrea, thanks. Good good to be back. Uh, yeah, what do you have like a signature song like a theme song? You know, I don't, but I really, I did um, create some bumper music for an upcoming podcast, and I used uh, Limp Biscuit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like things that are a little bit harder, you know, <laughs> I'm like good guitar riffs. That's awesome. Um, that's not exactly yeah. my typical bumper music. I'm a little bit more like I'm like a '90s throwback jam. I like like some. I like R and B. I like I like a little bit of a smooth groove. I'm more like a Shaka Khan, you know, kind of gal. <laughs> that's good too. Yeah. I like it all. Um, yeah. Glad to have you with me. You're still in DC. Um, I am. They they haven't run you run you out yet. Or kidnapped no, you and hijacked you and tried to deprogram you from the con- from the conservative movement. But you were there, actually, for the State of the Union address, which people are still yeah. talking about. I don't remember in my lifetime a State of the Union address that people were still talking about, like, three days later. Right, exactly. And it was just so powerful, and it showed exemplary leadership. Uh, and he also just you know, laid out his positions as strongly as he did while he was campaigning, uh, specifically his positions on immigration, which really was, you know, the number one uh, pla- platform or plank, rather, of his uh, platform. And when you talk to Democrats, especially in the Rust Belt, they all agree that immigration was their top priority, and they crossed party lines in order to vote for Trump. And herein lies the Democrats' problems, because even though that the leadership of the Democrat Party, most of them were scowling and frowning and arms crossed, you know, bad body language, they were defiant, uh, you know, they were obviously rude. Uh, but 43% of the Democrats, after watching the SOTU, loved it. And that's a CBS poll. Yeah, and, and it's funny because I don't know if you saw pets. Everybody is still talking about uh, the Democrats' behavior because I was saying last night on my show, you know, as much as I disliked President Obama in terms of who he really was, I believe he's a Marxist and, you know, a Muslim uh, Islamist sympathizer. Uh, I gave credit where credit was due. You know, when he took out Osama bin Laden, you know, the Republicans didn't, you know, refuse to clap, okay? The bad guy who took down, who was behind, you know, September 11th was taken out, okay? You, you give credit where credit's due, right? To see them sitting there in their seats refuse to acknowledge that the lives of black Americans have been improved in this past year was despicable. But some people had some good quote. I don't know if you saw what Pat Sajak, who knew Pat Sajak had such a sense of humor. He tweeted out, what a great prank. Somebody put glue on half the seats of the State of the Union address, which I thought was hilarious. (laughs) But people are still right. Right. I mean, go ahead. Doesn't doesn't it tell you? Uh, exactly what the Democrats rely on, and that's dependency. When they can't even, the Congressional Black Caucus can't even rise to clap that their fellow black Americans have achieved historic low unemployment, ever recorded in the history of our country. They can't even clap for that. They can't even, uh, you know, give praise. Like you said, give credit where credit's due. It is because the Democrats rely on a dependent constituency. They don't want 
They don't want an increase or a decrease in unemployment. They want more unemployment because that creates more dependency. Well, yeah, and in in order to create dependency, you have to tell people that they're that things are bad. You 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 can't let anybody know that anything is good. You know, Michelle Obama goes on the Ellen DeGeneres show and she's like, "Oh, oh, all we got now is hope." Oh, child, things are bad. All we got is hope. And I'm thinking, wait a second. Your man was in office for eight years. He ran on hope. If, if, it, I, I'm confused. Are you now all about selling the concept of hopelessness? Because if you're about selling hope, we've been there. The American people bought your sad, you know, pathetic sales pitch on hope. And where, where were they after eight years? That's when we had black un, uh, unemployment at record highs. That's where we had, you know, the greatest number of people on welfare in this nation. That's where we had Obama talk about hopelessness, you know, saying that those manufacturing jobs are never coming back. And so, you know, they eight years, they had eight years of their hope that ended up with everybody worse off. And now after that, we finally have some success going on in this country. And there she's back now saying all we have is hope. I don't I don't even I don't even understand what that message is all about. It's that incohesive. It's that irrational. It's that ridiculous and insane. They can't even coherently put forth the doom and gloom message at this point. And the American people are on to them, right? Oh, absolutely. You saw that in the CBS poll. You saw that 78% of the Americans love the SOTU. You see people have more than hope. We got fatter pocketbooks. We got fatter paychecks. And the Democrats better take notice. They better stand for something because standing for nothing is not going to win them the midterm election. And I was very concerned when I was hearing all the puff around the uh, State of the Union that this is going to be about bipartisanship, you know, this bipartisanship that yeah. is really required. Isn't it funny that the Democrats always demand bipartisanship when they're in the minority? Right. I never heard bi- a call for bipartisanship when they were in the majority shoving Obamacare down our throat, unilaterally doing so, not one single Republican vote. Uh, but but the, the thing is, you have to stand for something. You can't be against everything. And the fact is the Democrats didn't, not one of them, voted mm-hmm. for a tax cut or tax relief for the working class people of this country. They lost the Rust Belt. They're losing Democrats. Twice as many black Americans like Donald Trump this year than they did last year. So they're losing their totalitarian grip over specific demographics. And that's why you see them all of a sudden embracing the dreamers. And I'm so glad, finally, Trump said on the day of today, let's stop using their language. Let's stop calling these people dreamers. They're anything but dreamers. And Americans dream, too. And that's the focus of the Republican Party is citizenship, sovereignty, and borders. The focus of the Democrat Party is obviously fear, dependency, and illegal aliens. Yeah, and and they and they got to sell it with doom and gloom. So much so right. that Nancy Pelosi even is under fire even from some of the left because you know she's a year ago or two years ago uh, they were talking about how forty dollars is a big thing to Americans because I don't even remember what what that was about. Um, but they're now she's referring to thousand dollar bonuses as crumbs. Hostess announced tonight, uh, you know, more bonuses. I mean, today we've got the first day that Americans are starting to receive the tax benefits in their paycheck. 
checks. So they're really right. they they're, they're scrambling right now because they don't they they can't craft a message because their whole message, like you said, is about dependency and it's and it's based upon doom and gloom. But how do you sell that when people are experiencing success? The only thing they have is is the illegals. And I'm concerned that you're right. I mean, the Democrats they never when they're in power they push through whatever they want, and then when the Republicans are in the majority, we're reaching across the aisle and we're capitulating at times. You know, I think they need to get rid of the filibuster and go nuclear and just push through everything that that President Trump was elected to do in the last minute. Tell me what you think the strategy should be going into the midterms on that. Well, Donald Trump did cloak his speech in bipartisanship, but he wasn't reaching across the aisles like John McCain. He was reaching across America to the Democrats across America. So as long as people, and you and I both know, people vote with their pocketbooks. So the strategy for the Republicans is keep doing what you're doing. Make sure that your messaging has you taking full credit for these tax cuts about making people's wallets fatter. That's really what gives people hope. Rise above the insults, obviously, because that's all the politics of personal destruction that the Democrats have to run on, Mm -hmm. because they don't have a platform they can run on. So they're simply just going to recycle the old canard of calling everyone a racist. And that simply is going to be an overplayed hand. Uh, The tell comes in where they can't even stand uh, for anything, including the lowest unemployment rate amongst black Americans. That should tell you everything. Black Americans aren't buying the racist drivel because twice as many black Americans love Donald Trump this year than they did last year. That's right. How can people get more uh, more of you, Megan? Uh, ReaganBabe.com is my writing, ReaganBabe on Facebook and at ReaganBabe on Twitter. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here. Enjoy the rest of your time in D.C. Thanks. Anytime, Andrea. All right, we're going to take a quick little skinny little break. We come back. Um, a story that's kind of a kind of a pop culture story, uh, kind of interesting going into Super Bowl. It's kind of trending right now, and it involves Tom Brady and not him on not his behavior on the football field, but kind of his behavior at home. So stay tuned. We're going to talk about that when we come back. More Andrea K. Show coming right back up. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Many of us know high school today is not the same as high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are. For students to discover their gifts and talents to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. What are your vacation plans next summer? Larry Yelda here with a bit of sage advice. Give your sweetheart an amazing summer cruise of the Hawaiian Islands with me and my fellow talk show hosts, Hugh Hewitt and Mike Gallagher. We three amigos will be hosting the 2018 Aloha Talkers Hawaii Cruise, discussing the state of our country while island hopping in paradise. We'll sail to some of the most beautiful sights in the world. Then at night, we'll all get together, Hugh, Mike, and me, 
for an insider's discussion of what's going on in our country. The 2018 Aloha Talkers Hawaii Cruise next summer, August 11th through the 18th. Come on, join us for a week in paradise. For details, just log on to am1170theanswer.com and use the keyword aloha. That's am1170theanswer.com, keyword aloha. We are going to have a great time. am1170theanswer.com, keyword aloha. HelpWantedSanDiego.com salutes the employee of the month, the one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Hey, Dave, you missed yesterday's meeting. You said you'd be there. True, Mr. Employee of the Month, but yesterday was opposite day, so when I said I was going, I actually meant I wasn't. Wait, wait, opposite day? So everything you said yesterday had the opposite meaning? Right. So, wait, when you told me you didn't have pink eye... I actually have a raging case of it. And when you said you finished the Q3 reports... Haven't even started them. Oh, well then, that must mean that when you were asking for a raise, you were really asking for a pay cut. Touché, Mr. Employee of the Month. Touché. <laughs> if you don't mind hiring Daves, go to the National Job Boards. They may be free, but trust us, they'll cost you. But if you want Employees of the Month, go where smart local job seekers find good local jobs. HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Local jobs that work. We don't discriminate against people named Dave. Dave is a common name, fun to say, and so we're using it as a catch-all for lackluster employees everywhere. Please don't write us to tell us you were insulted by this ad. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. If you're young and healthy, you don't need life insurance, right? Yeah, that's what I used to think, too. Until my brother died at 38. Joe left his wife with two kids, a mortgage, and a stack of bills she couldn't pay. Mary had to sell the house and move everybody into this tiny two-bedroom apartment just to make ends meet. I never want to do that to my wife, so I got life insurance. I called AIG Direct and was really surprised how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. Listen, if you have a family, you should seriously think about getting life insurance. You'll feel a lot better having it, trust me. Call AIG Direct for a free, no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you could save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-981-0472. That's 1-800-981-0472. 1-800-981-0472. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. We are rolling into our final segment, and some some story caught my eye uh, involving Tom Brady. Um, I don't really know that much about him. You know, I used to be an NFL fanatic. You know, to me, he's considered one of the greatest you know football players in the history, if not the greatest quarterback ever. I mean, I think I, I think at this point he might even be forty, and and you know, and he's still at the top of his game and playing in the Super Bowl Sunday. Um, but a video emerged and a documentary that he was doing <clears throat> today, and I saw it before I headed to the studio, that kind of made me cringe. And I don't want to cast too much aspersions. Um, the, you know, the word about him is that he's a very devoted and very loving father. But I think sometimes um, parents, even the best parents, can unintentionally, um, you know, engage in behavior that might not be the the best thing for a kid. I'll just put it that way. There in the video, he's getting a massage and his 11 year old son comes to the door and peeks in and says, you know, dad, can I check my fantasy football numbers? And I don't know how you do that or why he would need permission for that. Um, and Tom Brady to go online to do it. Oh, okay. Thank you. So, um, so, so basically Tom Brady indicates, well, you know what you need to do in order to get permission. So the kid comes in and gives him a kiss on the lips. 
okay, you know, not everybody, you know, that isn't what raised people's eyebrows or got people squeamish. But the boy turns to leave and Brady indicates that that wasn't an adequate kiss. So the boy comes back, leans over and kisses him for what becomes uncomfortably long. Um, and I can understand why people's eyebrows are raised. I am not suggesting anything other than the fact that I think that there's reason why people might go, you know what, may not have been the best thing to do. DJ Carrot Sticks, did you watch the video? I did, and it is kind of disturbing. I think the main damage will be from uh, the backlash of all these people that have seen it, you know, commenting and bringing yeah. it up to the son when he gets older. I, this is speculation, but what I think is, you know, with his wife Giselle, you know, Brady's so competitive, I bet you they compete for the son's affection. And that's an the interesting kiss that he theory. gives his dad is probably shorter than he gives his mom. And so that's just speculation, but that's kind of how know. I'm seeing it. I don't think he would do anything funky. There's cameras there. Yeah, there's a massage I, I, yeah, there. Right. I'm not saying, I am not even remotely asserting that I'm even suspicious of anything untoward. Here's Here's why I'm concerned. Because it is really easy to unintentionally ingrain and train a child into thinking that their body is not their own, that they don't have the right to say no to somebody who wants something from them physically that they're not comfortable doing. And we should never, ever, ever, regardless, and and, and I suspect that he is a really loving, great dad who may not even be understanding that that is a really... It's unintentional grooming, and and I and I I'm always squeamish when I meet somebody's two year old and the parents try to force the child to hug me and kiss me. I think to myself, why are you training your child to think that they don't have a right to have control over their body? Because when you do that, that makes them rife for uh, for somebody who's who doesn't have good intentions. That trains the child into thinking that they have to submit to some adult or somebody an authority figure when they don't want to. Children should always be allowed to say no to anybody and any anyone or anybody at any time when it comes to their body or, or to their affection. And that's where I stand on that. I think it is strange, you know, when we, when you have babies, mothers always say, oh, say hi to the man, wave to the man, say hello. And give him a kiss. At a certain and age, give... you don't talk to strangers. Right. And, and, I, and, 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 I, and even as a woman, I don't, I don't like anybody who tries to force their child to hug me or kiss me. In fact, one of the first things I always do is, 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 is actually kind of back off myself. Because I'm never going to participate in, in, in any child being trained to think that they have to do that. That they have to be physical with a stranger and they have to submit to somebody's desires of them physically in an affection. And that's where I stand on that. So um, and, and I'm curious as to what you guys think. I would encourage everybody to go watch the video. I think this is this is a good opportunity for us, you know, a, as people to talk about. We, we have a real problem in this country uh, with child abuse and the sexualization of children. And this is one way. Uh, that abusers of children get away with it because there are too many children that are taught that they don't have a right to say no, that they have to submit uh, physically to somebody. Uh, it's Christmas Eve, though. Getting back to the topic of the day. I, I can't wait till tomorrow to see what happens with this memo. I don't know what's going to break loose tomorrow, but you know that I will be here from 6 to 7 p.m. live. on. Uh, in the. I didn't even introduce my buddy DJ Carrot Sticks at the top of the show. It's never too late. Joining me as always is DJ Carrot Sticks. DJ Carrot Sticks. <laughs> 
Thanks for being with me tonight. Thanks to my amazing guests, J.D. Hayworth and Megan Barth. The Andrea K. Show is sponsored by Andrea K.